Hi guys, welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Polina Pushkarova, a Russian influencer, model, and actress with over a million followers on Instagram and nearly 400K on TikTok. In 2019, she received the Best Extraordinary Blogger Award at the Fashion New Year Awards. And in 2020, she made her Hollywood debut in the movie War Hunt, starring Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Her rise as a fashion blogger has been featured in the Russian edits of Vogue, Grazia, and Cosmopolitan. Polina, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you say hi? It's so fun. It's my first ever podcast in English, so... I'm so honored! <laughs> I'm so honored. Well, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you thank go you ahead? Of course. Why don't you give us a little rundown of who you are and what you do and all that. Thank you. I just said everything about me. And the thing is that I'm not a model. Like I don't consider myself a model. I've never been. So uh, yeah, it's like how internet likes to portray me, but I'm not. Uh, And I'm a business owner. I have three different companies. So I like money. I like to work with my brain. So yeah, that's what I do. So what do you do for your money? (laughs) Oh, you need the whole recap of everything. Huh? Yes, you need like ahead. the whole. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I love to talk about my finances. TikTok knows. So we have different businesses in my company. First of all, we have movies. We produce and invest in movies, and we also promote them and actors. So my job is to make movies famous. So sometimes when you watch any movie, when you see advertisement, or when you suddenly see people on TikTok, be like, "Oh my God, I should go to this movie." I did it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the first uh, thing that we have in my company. Also, we um, promote different clients. We have different celebrities, musicians, actors. So our goal is to grow them in social media. But American social media marketing is so different from Russian perspective. Uh, probably you can see it from my TikTok, from my Instagram. I actually share a lot. Like I will be the one showing behind the scenes of every process i'm not going to gatekeep i'm not going to sugarcoat some things i'm going to say it in the way it is and it's how we do marketing in russia so i kind of bring this russian vision on social media in this country and start to work really well so my goal is for like all my clients that we have at my company is to grow money for their projects through social media so we have to give them to build them a brand uh the people trust and people love not from the perspective you know like polished um like you know like super yeah. take care of people we want more real people not from uh the way like taylor swift sits with her cat more like actual information i want to know what you eat where you sleep how your bedroom looks like what right. do you think about this i want your controversial opinions like i want to know which kind of person you are to trust you so we do this and we have to grow following amount for all our clients. The more followers they have, the more loyal clients they have, uh, the more clients that we have for their businesses. Yeah. Wow. Also, I have an uh, influencer part of my business. I have different TikTok accounts for every country. And we also have under a, lo- a line that's launching next year in uh, Paris, Milan, New York, and LA. That's awesome. What are some of the movies that you've worked on? 
if you're allowed to tease it so far now i can only talk about movies that were like announced publicly so i have so far three movies one is war hunt where i acted it was my first ever movie project it was random and weird uh second one is movie with ed Bestwick. it's called russian roulette um that's kind of like thriller it's super dark but i'm really excited about this i was acting there and also i'm a producer of this movie as well and i'm doing socials there as well and also there is a movie um house of words of work uh that is with um frank grillo and it's going to be in movies next year as well so there i'm just a producer so how did you get into producing i just it's so random so my first ever movie um i decided to produce so i like i have money and i'm russian as a Russian person, we have a lot of insecurities connected to money. We had so many like financial crises that we still remember. That's why every Russian person, they would never probably say this, but we have to buy all gold possible. We have to buy every luxury piece we have because for us, it always feels like it's going to be cut for us at some point. And we kind of see it right now, like we didn't feel this for no reason. It happens all the time to my nationality. That's why we like to, you know, like money we like to show money it's just a part of our personality so yeah uh i had like my income started to grow really fast in 2020 and i was like okay what do i do now like i, I can't keep buying like five luxury bags every week right. because right. i don't can it doesn't work like this so i started to think like what can i do and i got into investment and uh from there i started to think like which fun investment options i have so the most profitable ways to invest in certain companies, startups. I don't think I'm smart enough for this yet, especially as not a native speaker. Let's not lie. So I was like, okay, probably it's not an option for me now. Uh, but my agent at that time, uh, she was like, you should invest in movies. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know I can. This business is so scummy. Like there's so many scams going on. It's like almost, I don't know, it's like a miracle to get your money out. Of course, I didn't know. So I invested in a project and uh, I lost all my money on my first project, which, yeah, I know. It was $300,000 uh, that I've lost. Yeah, and it's it's a small it's a small investment. Like people usually invest a couple of million dollars. So from there, I started to do my research. I was like, I want this. I want movies. I like to meet people. I like actors. I want to work here. So um, I went to the East Film Festival in 2020 and I met a lot of producers there. And when people talk to me, when they ask like, what do you do? I always talk about social media and they just see the way I work with my clients, the way I grow in my Insta, the way I work, like grow my projects as well. So people started to invite me on projects to uh, work on social media of their projects. And from there, I just started to work more and more and more. The moment when you get into movie industry and get your first contact, it just grows like this. Like, there's no way out of this. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, movie, at some point, this industry is toxic. Fuck. It's like, there's so much weird, dark shit is going on there. It's ridiculous. Like, I wish people could know at least, like, 1% of real personality of majority of actors to be so refreshing to them because people will be like, I was kind of canceled for my dog being overweight on TikTok. A girl recorded a video of me promoting a dog obesity. That is toxic for society. First of all, did you call my dog fat? Because he's not. 
<laughs> like check your ethics and the fact that people are trying to find problems in you that are just non-existent but at the same time there's so actually so bad people just like walking freely and everyone's obsessing over them it's just really painful for me so I was thinking at some point in 2021 I was like I don't think this industry is for me, but movies coming back all the time. Like every time I open email, someone invites me um, to promote the movie. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, but yes, <laughs> you said money. <laughs> I'm there. But I mean, there's so many different things I want to hit there. The first thing that you had said was the whole notion of insecurities around money. I feel like a lot of people feel yeah. that days how have you been able to overcome it though I don't think from how I feel it I don't think it's possible to overcome it so uh, I'm coming from a very poor family like I had all the struggles with food with food whatever uh so I kind of felt like to the on the moment when you are a millionaire you don't care anymore you care yeah it just stays with you so I still feel the need to always have my fridge stuffed with food and it gets bad all the time, but I can't not to have it. I, I feel safe when food is here. I always need to have it. Um, every time, I don't know, like when I go to the store and do like a big purchase and my card gets declined, I'm like, what do people think I'm poor? <laughs> what do they think I can't afford it? Like, I feel so bad. Like it destroys me from inside. And I feel like I have to reassure people, no, it's okay. I'm actually like... Yeah, like I have, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't think it's possible to get over it. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that I adapted to a level of my lifestyle now, but I still feel this like small bling without money inside. And I think I'll forever have her, but it's not a bad thing. Yeah. People be like, oh my gosh, she's flexing money. I earn it to flex <laughs> yes yeah. I don't care what you think <laughs> I got it to flex and I will like it makes me feel good so if I have to consider for myself that I have money I'll do it and you I love it bye-bye <laughs> yeah. yeah so a lot of people be like oh my god new millionaires are so annoying like why do you have to have this why do you have to have this because we feel that we have to flex it and like reassure others that we actually achieve a certain level. Hmm. So of course, like old money is not going to do this because it's something they always had. Right. Yeah. That's true. And I, I feel like when you come from a place where it may not necessarily, it wasn't innate, like it wasn't always there and now it's there. I get it, you know, and I like this new perspective too. Why does it have to be a bad thing? It's a way of showing your hard work. People, like you said, will automatically assume it was handed to you, it was given to you, whatever. When in reality, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about a little bit how you grew your income and where that started. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> When all of this started, I was in uh, Russia in 2017, and I was like, I need money. At some point, I remember I was laying in my shared bedroom with a lot of really weird men around me. Not, not like in my room, but like, you know, like a shared apartment. So it was a lot of middle-aged men who like to be topless in my kitchen. Like, I always, like, I still question, like, what? Well, yeah. It was really weird. So... Uh, <laughs> 
I, I was here and there, like walking towards the kitchen and I was the closest, my room was the closest to the kitchen. And I was like, that's so annoying that I live like this. That's so fucking annoying. And I opened like Russian network, it's called Telegram and it was a bunch of news. And it was a new like information about Russian influencer who bought like five door bags and she got like mm, caught by paparazzi. And I, at this point, I didn't even know what Dior was. <laughs> And I decided to Google how much your bag costs. And I Googled it. I was like, the, mm? so she spent like $20K in one day. Like, I don't think I will be able to earn this amount of money ever in my life in a year. A year, yeah. And I was like, what? That's, that's a price of like a good apartment in Russia. Like you can buy it. And she spent wow. it makes you like oh, I felt offended I was like this bitch that's so bad mm-hmm. and it was a moment when I opened the door for me and I understood that those prices exist because like I never had anyone like I never had any new friends around me I didn't even know that people actually not like presidents and like company owners spend this amount of money yeah it's like so far away but people actually do this and I was like, that's so annoying. So I started to think, what can I do about this? Uh, and I needed to find an online job because I was still uh, in my university. So I started to do my research. Which kind of jobs can I take? Can I apply to be a social media manager? I literally had no idea who it was. But I felt like you just need to have a phone and you yeah. need to be a social network user. And I was one. <laughs> I felt like it's enough skill for me to apply but I think what helped me a lot like I actually became really successful social media manager like directly uh and I think that psychology knowledge helped me a lot I know even on my TikTok I just know what to post for people to feel triggered every time I post something online I know that people are going to be triggered by certain things so I need to keep up a balance for example I post my TikTok what I spend in a day yeah when other people will be angry, yes. And they would say, she's over-consuming. She's wasting too much. That is money. Uh, whatever, whatever. Like, I know what people, what people would say before I post something. So every time I post something, it, ha- it has certain triggers for people to comment on. It makes me viral. So when someone says, that is money, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you did exactly what I wanted you to do. So, like... But you have to keep a balance. Like you have to know how to protect yourself. So if you go to my comments on TikTok, I'm going to reply to every comment. If you mm-hmm. left something nasty, I'm going to come and divide you by molecules. I'm going to be so nasty with you. And I'm going to protect myself. So people will be like, oh my God, it's over-consuming. Uh, on the video where I bought like a um, gift for my assistant, left some food for homeless on the street, all of this, I'm like, all of this. Are we spending time on the same TikTok? People are making holes from Sheen. Yeah. I got Chanel flats for my assistant. She'll wear it till the rest of her life. Right. Am I overconsuming or are you just triggered by prices I pay for this? Right. Right. And I think that's also like, it's so interesting too, that aspect of it it's like social you're not going to grow on social media just by getting positive reviews like there could be some sort of like and you know I was talking to my friend about this recently too if you think about Kim Kardashian how did she go viral 
Yeah. Not by like, la la la. Right? That's not how she went viral. And that's not how the Kardashians got their fame. They got, they went viral ultimately because of all the hate that they got towards them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really hard for them. And they have to constantly reassure everyone else that they're worth it to be on Met Gala or to launch their skincare line. So it's about balance. It's really hard to understand because it's really easy to create hype videos. You know what I mean? Like everyone can do this, but you have to keep a balance so people won't lose like respect to you completely or say like, oh my gosh, she's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you find that balance? Mm, I I kind of feel it. Um I like to play with hate and I think that I have I have so many haters and I think I build the army of haters by myself and probably on purpose without even realizing it. There's three different people on the internet. People who probably will think like, oh my god, she's annoying, but they would never leave a comment. Someone who will actually bring attention to something important. So, like, I'm Russian, so our ethics are different from American, like, wokeness. So, of course, I'm not going to be 100%. Like, I could say some messy shit. Because, first of all, it's not my language. And second of all, I'm coming from a completely different country. Right. Culture. Like, I, I'm not going to think the same way, and it's okay. But if it's something actually, you know, like, valuable to bring attention to i'll be happy to, to right. learn. like you know, send me a youtube channel or like you know educate me so some people are actually in comments you were valuable so I'll be like oh my god i didn't even know that's a bad thing or like i didn't know that i'm doing this and it's really bad for society whatever whatever and some people are just haters who are just built this way so they're coming on the internet to feel power over people that's why cancel culture is so bright and so powerful is yeah. because people like to feel the power and they don't feel it in real life. They're not uh, empower their own life where they believe they can change anything in their life. So they feel that they could at least do something on the internet. Yeah. So it's a third um, group of people and those people are the best for your success. So you have to trigger only them and it's really easy to trigger them, but you shouldn't trigger like those two people. Right. So how do you trigger the latter group? Uh, the what group? The, like the last one that you had talked about. You just have to leave like some small annoying stuff. I know that money makes people like make people annoying. Um, my lifestyle, if I post Birkin um, on the ground, people will be like, you did that? But there's money, huh? huh? So annoying. Or uh, when you talk about some controversial society moments, but in, in a way not to offend anyone, but kind of be on the line. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. What I feel like a lot of this has convergence with obviously being a social media manager, before, yeah. right? Like understanding strategy and everything. So what did you kind of learn doing it for somebody else before you did it for yourself? Um, I understood that no one knows how to go on social media. Are we com- should I compare Russia or probably like Russia and the United States? Because like in Russia, it's a bit more developed, like social media. It's it, it okay. sounds weird, but it is. So everything we do, we did in Russia like five years ago, it just becomes a trend in this country now. Interesting. I know. It's weird. It's weird. Like, I don't even know why. I mean, I don't know. I that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so opening up 
to an audience. I don't know, like, like watching yourself without makeup. Majority of American bloggers still don't do this. Yeah. Every trend that happens in the United States now. So now everyone is talking about their values. We did it five years ago. People are starting to say like, oh my God, we should report ourselves without filters because we are growing like weird standards in society, especially for younger people. We did it like long ago as well. So with um with a story feature on Instagram, like Russian Instagram started to grow like this. Yeah. So we would be recording like 50 stories a day, talking about everything, showing every step of my business, of my life. Here it just comes slowly. So people record more special stories, they open up more, but still you no know, in development. Yeah. So if you had to put like three, four, maybe even five pillars so like guidelines to your strategy what would they be like if you were writing a textbook say for any client for any client but what's the topic like you want to grow your audience yeah. you want to grow, just like to get viral to get sure or, or you want to build a strong audience yeah uh building your hater base so always like Majority of PR agents, you can do it yourself. They are leaving a lot of nasty comments on your page themselves and a lot of nasty articles about you themselves. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's like part of PR is to leave a lot of bad info about you so people can do research. So, for example, there's an article, oh my God, she's like disgusting and her parents are super rich and she's like a fraud, whatever. People will come to your page to find something that confirms it or denies it. So um, playing with hate is important. Like, it's important to understand how to do this. Uh, sometimes, like, there are a lot of hater bases, so they have different forums, websites where they discuss you. Put a mentor there. So, for example, uh, say it's like, oh, my God, it would be so bad uh, if we all go to her TikTok um, and she would get, like, less American audience, she will get more international audience, and they would because this fake account, which is my mentor, said, I think it's going to be really bad for her, and they do it, and they get more viral. Second one, you have to be different for sure, but everyone is different. The thing, is that, the thing majority of people don't understand is that your reality is always different. Like if you don't have the fanciest place, if you don't have the best, the most expensive bags, you're still relatable to some people. Totally. So post it, like say, oh my God, I'm laying in my bed today and I just feel my fucking life. Like, yeah. I don't want to do anything. I feel so ugly. Like, I don't know. My life is so, it just pisses me so bad. I want to change it. What if we do it together and just do a challenge? Like show your process. So social media growth is about your uniqueness and everyone has it. Like if you think that you're the most basic bitch, you're not. Uh, second stories like people like to see a progress of something yeah that's it wow look at that it's too but I can I can, I can continue for like five days <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of things that go into it honestly and I yeah. there's there's like there's just so many different things yeah and um, what people don't understand about social media is that it's actually really easy to grow there and when people be like oh my god I can't grow and I go to their page and they post like once per month is it hard or you're just not doing enough uh-huh. so there is no way if you are 
playing with haters, if you're doing stories and if you're showing your uniqueness and you post enough, you can get viral. You are going to get viral. You're just not doing enough. I think the number one thing that people miss is the consistency. Yes. Yes. And they, they will be like, oh my God, you're so lucky. How many times you posted? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let's yep. there. All bark and no bite. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was another thing too that I wanted to hit on. And I'm really glad that we did the whole the analytical side of things and the psychology side of things. So touching on that a little bit, what do you like ask yourself a set amount of questions when you post? Like what, what are the things that go through your head? Um, I usually ask myself, it's actually a good question because it's what like I give my mentors all the time. First of all, uh, you have to have five triggers for haters in each video. Yes. Triggers (laughs) for haters. That counts. Uh, it should be catching attention from first second, like your outfit. I don't know. Even if you have like a pimple, keep it. I don't care. People will still pay attention. Keep it. Pimple is amazing. Some people would comment, oh my God, can you cover it? But you commented. There <laughs> so you go. I got what I needed. And also you should ask yourself why someone gives a fuck. It's an important question because some people will be like, oh my God, that's my spa day. Why do we give a fuck? Yeah, why? Because we don't. So it's not going to to be viral. Some aesthetic videos, of course, are going to get like a million views if it's like beautifully shot. But majority of people can't produce this type of quality content. So it should be something actually valuable that you can like record yourself on this phone and it's still going to be good. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of power in these little things now. Yeah. Um. Personally, though, how has it kind of impacted you? Did you ever deal with any struggles throughout mm-hmm. this whole thing? Connected to social media growth? Both. I mean, with or without it. Mm, I'd say that for social media, probably no. Um, majority of people, like majority of my clients, they deal with a lot of hate and they can't get over it. To me, it was always easy. Like probably first, I don't know, couple of hundred haters I was like oh my god do I actually have an ugly nose yeah so I would doubt myself but after I was like oh thank you (laughs) give it to me thank you so much um but majority of people are mm, struggling with hate for sure and sometimes to be honest like in the United States because my blog was in Russian four months ago in the United States it's a bit different because people actually feel the need to mentally destroy you and they like seeing this so in Russia someone would be like oh my god you're just ugly like I don't care you know but here they would cross you so much that people will break and it's what happens to majority of bloggers lifetime of every blogger in the United States is just three years three years later they can't produce content anymore they're burnt out and they can't get back on track anymore because society harassed them so much so uh, we are so, like in this country, we're so afraid of sharing our opinion because it's going to be controversial for some, which is so unfair because we have freedom of speech and we're supposed to talk about everything without like being afraid that someone will find a restaurant that your family owns and like, re- like uh, leave them a bunch of Yelp reviews and destroy the business. So that's exactly what a lot of people face in this country and it's really 
kind of sad. So I would say it limits the creativity because people have to ask themselves, is it even good to say this? Should I, or should I change it? The moment when you start questioning everything you say, creativity is gone. So it's really hard for my clients uh, specifically that are in this country. In Europe, it's easier. Yeah, because I that's one thing. It's like, love is love is there but hate is more abundant here and people go to the extreme yes that's the major thing like that whole thing that yes. we were talking yeah yeah i have a client who said um a controversial thing i won't say what because people recognize her but it wasn't even bad you know what i mean like yes it's something that like a word that people want it's not a word it's nothing like you know completely unacceptable it's something that it's mm, society try tries to push this word out of the vocabulary because it's not appropriate enough i don't know whatever whatever so she said this word and people started to say like oh my gosh she's so insensitive so bad so people started to hate so much that they went uh to do research on her facebook and found her little sister and started to harass her little sister so you would try and to make this society ethical and constant her for saying a word that wasn't used like last year everyone was okay with this because she was like not educated enough and instead of trying to actually help her and support her educational process bringing awareness to this you were destroying the other people like how is it more ethical how is it changing society so you're doing something that's even worse than this person did right. so Worse, like it's just so scary. Every time I hear some stories from people we work with, I'm like, <laughs> I know, and it, yeah, and it doesn't help, right? Like it's it's doing, like you said, it's doing the opposite. First of all, she's not even the one who said anything, so why are you attacking her? And it's not even about like uh, some people should be punished for their actions. There's so many bad people in this society. There's so many scammers. Like every time you go to, um. I forgot the name of the doctor who helps your spine and cracks you. Oh, Cairo. Is it a Cairo? Cairo, Cairo. Cairo, right? They are destroying your body. Like, it's scientifically wrong, and they could literally lead to a stroke if they do something wrong. And this shit, first of all, legal, and society doesn't punish it. But this is so much worse than someone saying something they just didn't know about. Like, I don't get it. So it makes me really angry what's going on with social media here. So I think that this trend is going to end in a couple of years and society will actually start to be a bit more educational and welcoming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you feel you kind of know about this world and working your way through it that other people don't? So people hate me all the time for saying that everyone can achieve everything. I don't give a fuck. I will be counseled for this in this country every day of my life. And I'm ready for this. Like, I'll be the one who will say it over and over again. It can be way harder for you than for someone else. If you come, mm. like, it's not easy to come from Russia. It's not easy to come no. from India. I have so many Indian friends. Okay, we were born in a shitty situation. What are we supposed to do about this? Give up. That's it. <laughs> just throw my life into a trash can because I wasn't born in a perfect situation no <laughs> so I have so many friends that are coming from uh from different countries from all races possible that have like some um disabilities that have some speech disorders that have some mental disorders like 
like really bad ones and they're so successful because at some point they were like i don't give a fuck yes it's going to be harder to me than for someone else but i'll still do this so it's something that like majority of people i understand where people are coming from of course it's harder for some people i was in city bank today and they said that they want to close my cards because i'm russian and they don't want my assistance to send any transactions which is illegal and xenophobic of course but at the same time like what am i supposed to do yeah not work in this country i can't like right. I, I want it so of course i'll do this and i have to just accept it and say okay this guy is a bad guy but like i also have to work with it yeah what are some of those patterns that you see in the people who do that you know like who succeed no matter what i like this question so um first of all they don't care what other things, like what society will think about them, they don't care. Uh, if someone will say like, oh my God, you're in the wrong, they don't care, I'll still do this. Second of all, huge amount of independence. Majority of people that are actually super financially successful are coming from really unhealthy families. So they would have some sexual trauma, like physical trauma connected to their parents or relatives or like someone close to them since like the youngest, age and it's something that helps people to be super independent because they understand that adults are fucked really early so they just take responsibility on themselves and they realize the only one person who can actually do something for me is me and the only one person who can protect and save me is me so i was the one like my mom was really young when she gave birth to me so i was kind of by myself starting the age of like seven i could take a train go to another city i had so much mess going on in my life and like, why would they be scared of start like quitting a job if I already did this as a child? Like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say that my, like a lot of people think that millionaires that are like in social media right now that are coming from money, they're not. Like, probably, probably I'm mistaken. I'm not going to state any facts here. I don't know. I didn't do research on this topic. But majority of people that I know that are coming from really poor societies. So majority of them are coming from Middle East, uh, coming from India, some African countries, because they did struggle and they have a huge hunger for life. Yeah. So Americans are so privileged <laughs> because they are being born in this country is the luckiest shit that ever happened to all of those people like you have a passport and you have language you don't have to work for this <laughs> so yeah like like all my friends i flown on a plane for the first time when i was 20. i never had an iphone until 2018. i never had like a first time when i went to the united states was 2017. i saw tommy hill figure for the first time in my life i didn't even know that you know I didn't know you could go just buy yeah. the store. Yeah. <laughs> so all those people, all those like new millionaires that are coming from probably the sense of unfairness they see on the internet, all those people who actually could just go to the store and buy Kylie Cosmetics. Kylie Cosmetics <laughs> was the extent of luxury to me like five years ago. I'd be like, what? Yeah here you can just go to the store and buy it and 20 dollars for people here is nothing in russia it's a huge amount of money like people can't just afford it you have to go on the internet wait for three months for this to be delivered and pay like 10th time like a 10th part of your salary you won't do this to me it was like an extent of luxury 
And now I can't stop working because there's so many things I can achieve that I've never tried and never had that were normal for other people since birth. Right. So I think that this like unprivileged sometimes is a privilege for your own mindset because you just like... <laughs> I need everything. I've never tried it before. It was not up to me back then. It was up to my parents to provide it for me. But now it's up to me and I'll get it. Yeah, I love that. If you're in this country, you have so much more resources than anyone else in the world. Definitely. Definitely. One last question. And then I have like a couple of fast questions for you that I just like to ask uh, everybody. In terms of monetization because I know a lot of people are trying to take that opportunity and use the resources but a lot of people I think are struggling with monetizing the content that that they're putting out right like social media is this great vessel of amazing opportunity but people don't know how to really monetize I'd say that in the United States, it's really different so in Russia for example what's prestigious in this country how you should like bloggers or like celebrities monetize their accounts, they usually start a brand, like skincare, clothesline, whatever, open a restaurant. In Russia, if it's a blogger, if it's usually we don't have just bloggers who are showing like, oh my God, there's an outfit I've got. Once again, our bloggers are more like professionals in a certain field. It would be like a blogger who is lawyer, a blogger who is like social media professional, blogger who is like web design, whatever, whatever. So they would have their educational program and uh, followers who see this and they want to achieve the same level to get the knowledge of this person or purchase the program, which is considered so bad in this country. The moment when you have educational platform, you are the worst person ever. You are the summer. It doesn't matter how good your program is. It doesn't matter if it's like licensed by government. It doesn't matter if it's like, I don't know, 100 hours of lectures a week that people have to actually watch to. So it's it's really different in this country. So majority of people just monetize their account with um, advertisement. So they just sell this, which I personally don't do. Uh, because I have my businesses and I kind of monetize. Like every time when I have a movie coming up, um, I'll just say, guys, you saw the whole process of me making this movie. You have to see the result of our work together and go to the movie. So I'll monetize my accounts through a uh, percent that I will get as a producer. And people saw the whole process. Of course, they will be more interested in this particular product. So for international and American bloggers, it's a bit different and harder uh, because they're limited. So advertisement is something that majority of people do. And rarely if blogger is actually smart and they have some skills, they start a business. But to be honest, like I rarely see something. Hmm. Yeah. So they just, they how does usually look you're growing you become super popular majority of bloggers you see on tiktok for example they grow like this yep yep uh and they burn out super quickly with all hate with all the attention so for three years they will do advertisement they have enough uh, enough money they'll buy all bags possible they'll probably hopefully buy a house after this they burned out they don't have any business they're eight by eaten by society and they're just being strong into a trash can if they didn't have an investment, they're just going to have a normal job. Uh, if you if you look at some bloggers that are that, that were YouTube famous, I don't know, five years ago, you don't remember them anymore. What did they do? Nothing. That's the thing. Yeah. So the only one business 
to, the only one option to actually stay afloat is to have your business. Majority of bloggers aren't doing this because they feel that this like advertisement um, and their creativity will stay forever. It won't. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I want to ask you a couple more questions. Fast questions. Uh, Okay. First one, what are some daily practices or daily things that you do that kind of keep you alive and happy? Uh, the main thing I personally do that the majority of people don't is that I have to try different activities all the time. So every day is going to be different. So it's going to be different type of physical activity class. So now I do ballet before I had like hip hop dances. It should be something new every day for my physical health. Uh, and also it should be, um, I have to get like new knowledge every day. So yeah. I go for a lecture. I'll go to, I don't know, walking tour in downtown. I, I don't know, take a class in Harvard. There are a lot of like available class for everyone for free. So I get some new knowledge every day. And it's like, it's like a big bank of my brain. And I put little coins every day, more and more and more and more. And at some point, every knowledge you get, like, of course you can be like, oh my God, why do you need a perfume class? I need it. I'll take it. Because every knowledge you have at some point is going to be useful for your life. Totally. So just get it. <laughs> I love it. 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 And that's what too, I feel so stagnated when I didn't learn something that day. I didn't absorb something when I'm bored, when I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It's because I didn't learn anything and it's because I knew nothing. And I think that's why for a lot of people, trips are so enlightening because it gives them an avenue just to learn and to experience and to absorb these new different things. Yes. What is the best piece of advice and the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Um, the worst is to just not try to do what I do. So a lot of people, when I just started everything, they were like, oh my God, you were going to the United States. Mm. First of all, all Americans hate Russians. They don't. <laughs> uh, second of all, you can succeed with the le- level of language you have. Like four years, five years ago, I couldn't speak English at all. So um, you can learn whatever you need to succeed if you want to. So like majority of people just um, project their limited mindset on you, and it's going to happen all the time. So every day, someone would come. Like when we started my underwear line three years ago, uh, we've created a fabric that, that didn't exist before. So it's going to be like 100% sustainable. And people be like, mm-hmm. why? First of all, it's just on the way you can do cotton. Yeah. We need more cotton for our planet for sure. So uh, people will do it all the time. And I'll start to gaslight you say like, you can't, you can't. You have to translate it in your own language and say, they're saying we can't. Yeah, we're jealous that you are trying to do something we can't. Right. Uh, the best advice I ever had is to invest. Uh, it's something that changed my life forever. Like people of our age don't understand why it's so important. It is, uh, especially in in political situation we have now. Everything changes so fast. We're like on the edge of war every other day. So you always have to have money, especially like recession is coming soon. The only people who will actually get stronger are people who had savings before and who had investment before. And And money saved to invest when the whole market crashes. Yeah. Yep. And it's... (laughs) 
getting there. <laughs> getting um, there for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, every day I watch it, oh, it went up. No, I know it's going to go down tomorrow, so we're waiting. Yeah. No, it's going to be, I think the peak is going to be, uh, the beginning of next year is going to be the toughest. But I don't know, is it going to be close to the 7, 8, or it's going to be less? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I feel like everybody's predictions are so different at this yes. point. Some people are like, no, to the moon, because it goes up for one day. Others are like, recession. I feel like we just don't even know at this point. Like, you just have to be on your toes, and yeah. when it goes down, bye. But, yes. yeah. But, once again, like, every every shitty situation is an opportunity. So, majority of millionaires, billionaires, are coming from the most fucked up moments for society. Totally. So, every time there's a recession, a crisis, a war, yes. Those people are just creating an idea that's so super profitable for society at this particular moment, and that's how they grow. So every time messes happen, just see it as an opportunity for you to do something unique that never happened before. And if your brain can do this, you're going to be successful. And that's who I don't remember how many recessions it was, but Warren Buffett has lived through. I feel like I feel like he said 18 or 20 recessions. I could be miss saying that and it's 80 but I don't think it's 80 I think it's like 18 so just think about that like Warren Buffett who is the denoted as one of the best investors in the world has lived through several dozens of recessions and that's how once again he didn't you know like live through those recessions with um minimum wage salary so people are going to be in the worst situation of people that are you know, not financially secure, and it's so bad. So saying that, oh my God, yeah, some some people did it and will do it as well. It's not going to work for so many people. Oh, 100%. But it's going to be an opportunity, and exactly. it's going to be so mentally stressful for so many people. So I just wish everyone just stay strong. Like, oh yeah, and myself, yeah. But once again, it's an opportunity exactly. that people some people will take and society will kind of clean itself and the market will clean itself and it will come back stronger. And that's the point is that he had 20 opportunities to gain his wealth. And I mean, everybody says, even if it's $5, you can do it. There's fractional shares. There's plenty of places where you could, you could Google it, right? There's the resource of Googling to figure out how you can do that just to, just to, you know, start somewhere because everybody has to start somewhere too but especially if you're young if you're like 18 just go invest like two dollars every time you go to starbucks don't go to starbucks get that, exactly what i do no <laughs> i'll put it into five dollars <laughs> of starbucks instead <laughs> that's it yeah yeah two more questions what are your sources of income uh, I would explain that I have yeah. a lot of investments saved, so I, I don't withdraw any money from my investment. So I just re reinvest. Reinvest. Oh, so easy. Reinvest. Uh, reinvested. Also, my social media company. I have team that works for this. I still have educational pro- uh, programs in Russia. Uh, percent from investments in movies. Uh, yeah. So. There you go. I didn't do any partnerships, but I think I will. And uh, under a line that's coming as well. I love it. And the investments, is it stocks and real estate? Uh, we don't have any real estate investment investment. I have a condo in Mexico. I have an apartment uh, for my mom in Russia. And I want to buy, uh, purchase in Dubai, but I don't consider it 
as an investment. I just buy yeah, it. Yeah, just buy it. Yeah, yeah. I, like it's not investment in my head. It is. It is. It's, not. it's, not. <laughs> it's a So yeah, like stocks. Yes, I have some cryptocurrency, but I'm not into this. And I just finished um, a course about cryptocurrency and I trust a bit less than I did before. So I think I'll probably withdraw my money. <laughs> it's not an investment advice, by the way. Yes, not, not, not. No advices. No advice, just experience and yes. sharing. Okay, last question, kind of two in one. What is the best thing you've done with your money and the worst money mistake you've ever made? Uh, the best thing. I mean, buying a condo in New York was really good. I bought it in a mortgage. And by the way, it's actually like, it was a moment when I had to realize that my parents can't give me advice anymore. I called my mom and I asked her, my con is like uh, almost $4 million plus all the taxes and commission. And I asked my mom, oh, mom, like, should I buy by cash or should I um, get mortgage, uh, which like $1 million something. So a down payment was like $1 million um, and invest the rest. She was like, I, I can't even calculated in my head like wow. so I had to call my financial advisor and he said that I should because I think I paid two percent of on mortgage which is good and then investment I get from 10 to whatever percent yes. so like it, it would be so dumb if I actually paid it by mortgage but my Russian money insecurity was telling me but it's your own place it's so safe like I can afford it giving like 15k per month like anyway, whatever I do with my business, I always will be able to afford it. But at the same time, those investments, they will keep like uh, all money that are I invested uh, that I could put in my condo are paying for my mortgage. Yeah. At the same time, it's still not being wasted. So it's like, oh, thanks God I didn't listen to my insecurities. I'm so proud of myself because I was like really close to painful yeah. and the most stupid decision i did with my money um i i won't say that i have any stupid decisions that i did i do spend a lot of money on a daily basis that's something i'm not proud of sometimes i'm like why did you buy this you could just invest it but you do it for your mental health so the happier i feel the more money i earn so i kind of like i see it as an investment myself so every time i do some like stupid purchases or I don't know, I had like a PR agent that I was paying a lot of money to as well. It was not the smartest, but at the same time, am I going to blame myself for wasting my own money? No. No. <laughs> it's an experience, who cares? It's an experience and it's an investment in yourself. Yes, yes. And your knowledge as well. Every time I lose money on like whatever, it's an investment in my own knowledge about money. Yep. Yep. I love that. Okay, Paulina, I'm going to let you take away the mic, shout out everything and anything and everything that you'd like to shout out your socials, whatever it may be. And I'll stop recording. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I need it. Okay. (laughs) I mean, but everyone who wants any advice, I'm like so open and I'm actually the one who is talking to my audience all the time. I'm replying to all my messages. It's like a tradition. Every time I go to sleep, I play the DMs. So any questions are welcome. I always like to help others. I like to record voice messages with advice and so feel free to do it. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll still link all your socials (laughs) in the show notes so that everybody has it. But yeah, Paulina, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much.
I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of What's On Your Mind. Paulina, thank you so much again for coming. If you guys haven't checked out her Instagram, please, please make sure to follow it. Her Instagram is just at Nioli, N-I-O-L-Y. It will be linked in the show notes so that you guys have it and her TikTok will be as well. So just make sure you go follow. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you all next week for another one. Bye. (laughs) 